Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, free agency. It is now only two days away in the Lakers. They have some looming decisions to make on some key players. So what should their priorities be here? And Kyrie Irving, he's one of the biggest names in free agency. So Ramona Shelburne, she has the very latest on what Dallas could do with the former NBA champ. Plus, another highly coveted free agent joins the show. Brooke Lopez, he tells us his expectations heading into the offseason. And of course, we have to talk about Disney. All of that and so much more. NBA Today starts right now. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. The countdown, it continues to tick. We're just over two days away from the beginning of free agency. And our clock, it continues to show just how close we are to 6 o'clock Eastern on Friday. Teams around the league, though, they're starting to lay out their plans, and that includes the Los Angeles Lakers. General Manager Rob Palenka, he spoke about the team's plans on Tuesday at the rookie introductory press conference. So we want to try our hardest to keep this core of guys together and also improve um, around the edges and on the margins to not only get back to where we were last year, but hopefully take the next step, um, get into the NBA Finals. There's a lot of parity in the league right now, and everyone smells an opportunity to, to chase a championship, but uh, we're going to try our best to stay in that pack or at the head of that pack. Ramona Shelburne, Tim Legler, Kendrick Perkins here with us. So, Perk, I want to start with you here. Given everything that Rob just said, what should the Lakers' number one priority be for this offseason? <laughs> exactly everything that Rob just said, like keeping that core group together, and that's getting back Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimara in the player development. I believe watching the Denver Nuggets in the Miami Heat in the, in the uh, NBA Finals this year put everybody on notice about you know, their player development and having some type of stability, right? So you have LeBron James there. I know he's aging, but you still have a Anthony Davis that is in his prime. You don't break up that core group that made a great run the second part of the season to get into the postseason, to get to the Western Conference Finals and break it up and say, I'm going to go get another superstar, and all of a sudden you rebuild it. You want to continue to be in the, hunt, in, the, in the thick of things and also build for the future. When we're talking about that core, some of those key free agents, that means we're talking about Austin Reeves, we're talking about Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, Lonnie Walker, Dennis Schroeder. So I do want to bring Bobby Marks into this conversation because it's nice, it's lofty to talk about we need to bring back all of this core Bobby Marks, but how aggressive can the Lakers actually be here this summer? Yeah, we're showing right now the Lakers with a projected $14 million in cap space, and that really doesn't get you much. When you look at Rui Hachimura's got an $18 million cap hold and then Austin Reeves has a $2 million cap hold and what it would cost you to create that room it would cost you D'Angelo Russell you would have to renounce his right it would cost you waving uh, not picking up Malik Beasley's option mm. waving Mobamba waving Shaquille Harrison so I think for the Lakers when you look at it is for them to act as a team 
over the salary cap. Okay. So you can bring back a player like D'Angelo Russell here and slide him and slide him in. You can go out and use your $12.4 million non-tax mid-level exception. You can bring back Lonnie Walker. You can bring back Dennis Schroeder here. So I'm expecting the Lakers to bypass cap space and act as a team and bring this group back. So Ramona, what do you think is their priority? What are you hearing? Well, the, the two restricted free agents are really the priority here, okay? And the restricted free agents are really Hachimura and Austin Reeves. Those are the guys that I think there's a huge market for in terms of what they showed in the playoffs. And and then the unrestricted free agent, D'Angelo Russell who and, and Dennis Schroeder, those are, like, th that will be very interesting to see how that market for those guys develops. Dennis Schroeder, I think, will have a market around this league. He was one of the best values. But D'Angelo Russell made a lot of money last year and was is looking for a big contract here. The question is, what? how strong is his market outside of Los Angeles? They can obviously pay him the most. It was very effective for them in certain situations, not so much in that series against the Denver Nuggets. But there is interest in bringing him back, as Bobby mentioned. The question is, how much do they spend on D'Angelo Russell in bringing him back? Is this a long-term deal, a short-term deal with some optionality? And that's going to be interesting to watch play out because the Lakers' priority is really just to see what happens with their restricted free agents whom they can match on any offer. I think right now they're, they're, they're very prudent in moving forward with what they have. I completely agree because this is a team that is much closer than even they thought they were about eight, nine weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. they, they make this run in the postseason. I know they took advantage of some certain situations, and they ended up running into a buzzsaw. They ran into the best player in the NBA and a team that had great cohesion, and they lose to the Denver Nuggets. But the Los Angeles Lakers are in the mix in the Western Conference because there's a lot of teams out West that have a lot to figure out. Now, some teams are getting guys back from injury. Some teams are putting together you know, additional stars and trying to see if that works. Some teams are trying to figure out if they can retain their stars and what's, what the rest of their rotation looks like. So when you look at the West, the one known commodity is the Denver Nuggets. Beyond that, I think the second most completely known commodity is the Lakers because mm. they're a better team as we sit here today, mm. certainly, than they were at the start of the playoffs. And I think they feel like it's going to take some luck, obviously, to catch Denver. But they feel like they've they've closed a lot of that gap and, and they're right there rather than risk a lot and go out there and bring in a guy that may or may not fit in. I think it's pretty smart to try to get these guys resigned and roll forward with what you had. Yeah, they do have, as Rob Palinga mentions, at the margins, right? Improve on the margins. Yeah. They can improve at the backup center position. Okay. They can solidify their point guard rotation but is that a big swing everything that they are saying publicly suggests that it is not so I think that's where you look for them to upgrade is the backup center position right. or in the, in the point guard especially keeping in mind the big swing they made with Russell Westbrook how it didn't necessarily pan out for them and then what did was like you said making those little adjustments to sort of fit around the margins mm -hmm. and of course they made it to the Western Conference Finals last season they're looking to get back into contention that's what we just heard Rob Polinka say meanwhile the Dallas Mavericks they, they didn't even make it into the play-in tournament here and one of the biggest question marks for them is Kyrie Irving he opted out of his player option the Mavericks were 8 and 20 with Kyrie in the lineup of course that's not the entire picture because Luca was also in and out they were dealing with a whole bunch of injuries there but Ramona one of the big discussions is whether or not he is going to get a max contract next season so what are his expectations well how do you get a max contract you create leverage and from what I'm told it was sort
sources close to the situation. He intends to take meetings when free agency opens. Now, they have wide, widely held expectations that he returns to Dallas. But what that contract looks like and what happens with, with these meetings that he intends to take when free agency opens is going to be very interesting. Now, what's important to Kyrie Irving? From what I'm told, he wants to find a place where he can spend the rest of his career, a place that feels like home. Hmm. And that's a, that's an interesting thing for a guy like Kyrie who's approaching a free agency where it's not really a lock for him to get that five-year max that the Dallas Mavericks are in position to give him. So just to be very clear, he is looking whether or not this next stop is is Dallas, him staying in Dallas, or the next stop is somewhere else. He wants this to be it, this to yeah. be his last team in the end. Yeah, I mean, he's moved around quite a bit, and, and there's this sense that you want to be in a position that, that where you feel comfortable at going forward. Obviously, the last time he was in free agency with the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. did not end well. Right, right, and so I think uh, this 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 free agency taking these meetings is important to feel. And and he didn't take meetings last time; just went right to Brooklyn. Yeah, and I think this is an important step in him feeling comfortable with where he spends the next few years of his career. Yep. Now, how much money can he get if the if the the Nets talk to him about a three year deal? I don't. The the Mavericks are not allowed to talk to him about this yet until free agency begins. But is that five year deal? Is that is that really an option there, considering his history? Okay. Um, if he takes less. Than that, I think the sense my my understanding is that he would want to know why he'd be taking less and what they would intend to do with that extra money. Right. Okay. So you just reported a couple of interesting things. Mm-hmm. That Kyrie Irving intends to take some meetings here. Yep. That he wants his next place, his next stop, to be his last stop, whether that's staying in Dallas or wherever he goes next. And if he does not take that max that he is owed, and Dallas yeah. can pay him the most money here, he would want to know where that is going, presumably to help build up the team around him to get back in contention. So of course we talk about money. We need to bring Bobby Marks back into the conversation. Bobby, what do you see Dallas doing here with Kyrie Irving? Yeah, right now he's eligible for a five-year 276 max contract. I think, Malika, if I'm Dallas, I'm looking for him to lower that 47-and-a-half number right around $38 million. That's where I would target for Kyrie Irving. And when we slide him in here, that allows Dallas all of a sudden to use their 12.4 non-tax mid-level exception. Now you're asking who is out there to do that? Here's the problem. Mm. Certainly a player like Matisse Thibault would fit in perfectly, right? $12 million, he's a restricted free agent. The likelihood a team like Portland could match. Maybe Jalen McDaniels from the 76ers, Cam Reddish. I don't think Dylan Brooks would fit in there. Certainly Cam Johnson, Kyle Kuzma is a little bit out of your price range here. But if you're Dallas, the target number for Kyrie Irving is $38 million. Then the next question, how long are you willing to commit as far as a length of a new contract? $38 million. All right, got it. So I do want to bring Tim Legler, Kendrick Perkins back into this discussion here because we just had so much that was laid out for us from Ramona, from Bobby's reporting. So Legs, I ask you, what do you like? What should the Mavericks do here? I think the Mavericks obviously are in a position they don't have a choice. You've got to try to resign them. I love what Bobby said about getting that number a little bit lower. We'll see what Kyrie Irving thinks about that because if five for 270, I, there's just no way that's fiscally responsible to make that kind of an offer. You've got to be able to continue to supplement the rest of your roster. And to do that, you need to get that number down a little bit. I think ultimately it would be in his best interest to stay. I know that it was somewhat of a train wreck there at the end of the year in Dallas, but they didn't really have a lot of time to play together. Right. Uh, and, and they are independent of each other, the way they operate on the court. 
but let's at least see what it looks like over an extended period of time to find out what two great offensive players can accomplish together. We didn't really see it last year. Right. Um, but look, if you lose him, think about that. If he walks away, mm-hmm. you basically now gave up Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and you've got nothing to show for it, and you are nowhere near good enough or talented enough at the top of your roster to compete with Denver, the right. Lakers, the Suns, the Warriors. You just don't have enough to play with those teams. And to be honest with you, I don't believe that the Dallas Mavericks have any leverage to to make Kyrie Irving take less. Think about it for a second. They the ones that dropped the ball when it came to losing Jalen Bronson to the New York Knicks. Kyrie Irving wasn't to blame for the for, for the uh, failed fail season that they had last season. He done his part when he was in a Mavs uniform. You cannot lose a caliber player like Kyrie Irving if you're the Dallas Mavericks. So I don't know how they could walk in the office and convince him to take less when I think they have no choice but to pay him whatever he wants. Because listen, at the end of the day, you're looking at Luka Doncic and the thing is, you want to make sure that at all times, you have an all-star or superstar caliber player paired alongside of him. There's no other players, no other option right now for out there for the Mavs to go and get but a Kyrie Irving. And he's still box office. So I don't know the leverage that the Mavs could have walking into a negotiation or into a meeting with Kyrie Irving, asking him to take less money. The fact of the matter is the clock is always ticking on a superstar. It doesn't need to be imminent. It doesn't need to be pressure. But when you have a talent like Luka Doncic, you have to show him that you are still in contention Mm -hmm. to win, that you are moving towards winning, because we know that that is the most important thing. And you're right, Perk, maybe the leverage isn't there. But if Kyrie Irving is saying that he is okay potentially with taking that less money, if you can show me the ways that we can win, if you can show me the ways that we're going to fill out that roster, that's something that's really interesting, Ramona. I think we should all be keeping an eye on that as we approach free agency on Friday. All right, guys, we got a lot to get to in this show, including Kyrie Irving's former teammate, James Harden. Could his future in Philadelphia be coming to an end? What's happening there? We have the latest on the star guard heading into free agency. Plus, the four-time champs, they have some big decisions to make on Draymond Green's future in the Bay Area. And are they still contenders if he decides to leave? And Fresh after earning this year's Community Assist Award, one of the most versatile centers in the league, he joins the show, Brooke Lopez. He's here to talk about his free agency. Don't miss that. NBA Today is just getting started, baby. NBA Today is brought to you by Onyx Collective's Anthem, an original documentary, now streaming only on Hulu. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
dived. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. As we continue to set the table for free agency, we are joined by our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. And Woj, one of the biggest questions still in this offseason is James Harden. So what's the latest on Harden and Philadelphia here? Uh, Malika, James Harden has just about 24 hours to make a decision uh, about whether to decline his player option for next year, about $35.5 million, uh, which would make him then an unrestricted free agent. Now, if he opted into that deal, then he could be traded uh, immediately. Then he's in the last year of his contract. I think the expectation by James Harden and the Sixers all along going back uh, to him doing that deal last year, which was a one plus one, was that he would enter free agency again and signed a longer term deal with the Sixers. I think one thing James Harden uh, would like to avoid is I think a long negotiation period into July because the longer you are in talks, the more other options start to dry up for you. And so, you know, certainly you you have to keep watching this player option uh, deadline. And again, it is a tool for James Harden. It is an option. uh, But I think for the Sixers, I think a lot of this negotiation with James Harden uh, is going to be built around the length of a deal. Maybe not so much uh, the, the annual number is how many years do they want to go uh, with Harden. He's coming off certainly an outstanding year. And, and a negotiation last year where you know, he took about $15 million less than the max. That allowed Philly to go out in free agency and bring in Daniel House and, of course, P.J. Tucker. Woj, thank you so very much. As you mentioned, about 24 hours to make that decision. And he talked about just how important James Harden was, an integral part of the 76ers season, becoming the only Sixer ever to lead the NBA in assists. So back here with Ramona Shelburne, who's as locked in on the 76ers as anyone around the league. Is it as simple to say, can I ask Ramona, Who needs each other? Does James need the 76ers more, or do the 76ers need James Harden more? I mean, I didn't know we were getting into codependent relationships (laughs) on the show today, but that's kind of what this feels like. I mean, they need each other, and and in a way, the Sixers need James Harden more because if he leaves, it's much harder for them to replace him. He doesn't – if he were to leave, they would get nothing for him, and depending on where he would go, if he goes to Houston to a team with has cap space, they don't have to give them anything. They have enough cap space just to sign him outright, and then you've traded away – Ben Simmons in that, in that trade, but also some first-round picks. And I think they, it's it very, very hard for them to replace him based on where Philly is in terms of their salary cap and yeah. other replacements. Perk was talking yesterday, Legs, about just how important this is, not just for James Harden, but looking long-term at Joel Embiid, like we just said, superstars always on the clock. Where do you fit on all this? Yeah, look, I I think this is a situation, if you're talking about who needs who more, here's why I think James Harden needs Philly more. The only other team that we're talking about James Harden ending up on is the Houston Rockets. And we know what happens if James Harden goes to the Houston Rockets. They are going to be irrelevant uh, for the foreseeable future. So depending on the length of his contract, I mean, it might be close to a wrap on James Harden being on teams that can actually contend. This is the best spot he can be in. If he were to leave, I look at Philly. Yes, you're right, Ramona. They, they can't replace that talent. And clearly, he's a still a great regular season player. He's a spotty playoff performer at best. But you have Tyrese Maxey sitting there. And I think what that would allow the Sixers to finally find out what 
floor does that elevator go to that Tyrese Maxey's on? Because this is a guy that has shown stark potential some nights, but other nights very much living in the shadows of James Harden. So you're not going to know that until it's Tyrese more of Tyrese Maxey's team. Now, look, the best of both worlds is they sign Harden mm. and Nick Nurse finds a way to give more control of the offense to Tyrese Maxey at times. And if you can figure out how to do that and get more efficiency out of Embiid late in games by playing more in the paint to his strengths, maybe Nick Nurse is the answer to figure out a way to get these three guys to the promised land. But I, I think James Harden, if he wants to contend, this is the spot for him to do it because Houston will not be the answer for that. Mm. I, I agree. I agree. And here's the thing. Dale Moore needs to be careful as well. I mean, he right now, this position – and his relationship with James Harden, he has to be very, very careful on how he handles uh, this free agency and for us, how he builds around Joel Embiid. Because not only could it set it back, but it could actually ruin the franchise and what they built up over the last three years when you talk about the league-leading score and Joel Embiid and the MVP and legs alluded to the emergence of Tyrese Maxey. Again, this is not James Harden team. This team belongs to Joel and B. And if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers, I have to make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to satisfy Joel and B and make sure I could continue to develop the growth of Tyrese Maxey. James Harden, not only is he going to have to come back with a better mindset, but he's going to have to come back willing to take a lesser role to right. Tyrese Maxey because they cannot continue to stunt the growth of this young man by letting James Harden dribble the hell out of the basketball. I think Just it's fair, can't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that James Harden may be the, the biggest question mark that yep. the 76ers have this offseason, but they have a whole bunch of expiring contracts that they're also going to take a look at. Tobias Harris, he weighed in. He responded to the talk of 76ers moving off in this season in an interesting way. <laughs> Casual Sixers fans, they'll trade me for a crumble cookie. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to realize, like, you're not getting a 6'9 forward back who can, you know, damn near shoot 40% from three, guard other teams' best, best player, shoot, post-up, drive, play 70-plus games a year. A crumble cookie. <laughs> That's not good. You can only don't get sleep, four, though. Don't sleep on a crumble cookie. You, you I'll can't take just right get now. one. I want just sometimes yeah. you know when you order them, it's like, well, you can only get four. I just right. want one cookie because they're like this big. Yeah, I know. Right. Good. I don't know. Yeah. That's like a whole yeah. meal too. But I, but you I what? Mean, I, I would trade them. In, I would trade them for a baconator, the fries, and a chocolate uh, <laughs> smoothie. You know what I'm saying? A chocolate smoothie. That would be smoothie. me more so than anything. Yeah, a chocolate smoothie. I'm a yeah, big fan. Yeah, some fries. Chocolate milkshakes chocolate. all day long. Legs, yeah. thank you so much for spending some time all with right. us here on NBA Today. I know you've had a long day, so we appreciate the time. We'll be seeing you as we continue to march toward free agency on all of our NBA to shows. Still to come on our show today, Bobby Marks, he's back. And he's going to lay out the Warriors situation this offseason and how much re-signing Draymond Green, it could affect their future plans. Hint, hint, it's a lot. And Ramona, there's been so much chatter about Zion Williams since his Pelican season came to an end. But what does the future hold for him in New Orleans? Our New Orleans-based reporter has those answers. And the one, the only, there's, there's literally no one like him, even his twin brother, Brooke Lopez. He joins the show live. We talk about everything from free agency to his love of Disney. More NBA Today, back after this.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today. I feel pretty good about my game, and I just wanted to try to come in and help our team, you know, make winning plays, and I was able to make a few of them. James, a three, knocks it down. The Warriors cannot stop the Lakers. Davis, beautiful move, left hand off the glass. How about that? A dominant victory here in game six. This is not a championship team. If we were, we'd be moving on. Our Tuesday before the game, so we will lock in on what we need to do to be at our best versus a very good, well-coached team. So I look forward to it when it gets here. So a little over a month after losing in six to the Lakers in the West Semis, Draymond Green, he declined his $27.6 million player option. So needless to say, the Warriors, they have some pretty big decisions to make with free agency officially starting on Friday. So welcoming back the busiest man in the NBA, Bobby Marks. Bobby, can you just lay out what exactly are the options here that you see for Golden State? Yeah, right now Golden State is still a projected luxury tax team, even with Draymond Green off the roster. The Chris Paul, Jordan Poole is more about next year and the years after. And this is where they are, $57 million penalty when we add Draymond Green in there at $33 million. I'm going to do a little perk right now. I'm going to go bam, oh. right? <laughs> Look at that number right bam. there, 245. That's where it jumps to. So you're almost, it's almost like a $200 million commitment Ooh. if you resign Draymond Green to that $33 million salary, $245 million in luxury tax penalty. But Malika, if you don't bring him back, all you have is the veteran minimum exception right. to replace him. So mm-hmm. here's a player that has the ultimate leverage right now. Mm, very interesting, Bobby. You said Perk, let's bring him back into the conversation like this. Buy him! <laughs> oh, that was good timing there. What, what yeah. impact, Perk, do you see Draymond's re-signing having with the Warriors? Well, let me give you a bam real quick. Here we go. So let me put on my GM hat for a second, okay. right? Just hypothetically thinking. I've been thinking, right? If, if Draymond Green, we talk about what he brings to the table, uh, his leadership, his tenacity, uh, you know, the defensive side of things, and facilitating, right? And so I look at a team that just traded their heart and soul in Marcus Smart, oh. an aggressive GM in Brad Stevens, and just what if? the Boston Celtics could package up a sign and trade for Draymond Green. You just got Kristaps Porzingis, 
who's really like a stretch five, loves to stretch the floor. <laughs> Been looking for a facilitator to orchestrate the Jays, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Draymond Green has Whoa. shown people that he could do that. Okay. You look for a guy that could take leadership and be an extension of Joe Missoula. Now, I'm just putting it out there as me as the GM. I don't think he's going to lead the Warriors because, again, he's the second most important player to their organization outside of Steph. But if I'm Brad Stevens... I might just think about that for a second. You have some pieces there that make the, the right salary for us. Derek White, Al Horford, Robert Williams. Uh, don't know what you could do with Grant Williams, but I mean, great, Draymond Green to the Celtics. I mean, who would frown upon that? Bobby, can that yeah. work? I love you, Perk, but you can't do it because of the hard cap. You can't acquire a player in a sign and trade and exceed the hard cap. You already got the Kristaps Porzingis trade. You've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I love your idea, but we've got to put the rules of the CBA in. I appreciate the I mean, I think he was just looking at my green shirt and got me. A, that, was, that, was a, that was a very interesting idea, Perk. Look, if Draymond, the, the interest in Draymond around the league is coming mostly from the teams that he has beat. In the Western Conference, okay? So take a look at the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, that would be a harder deal for them to pull off. Or the Sacramento Kings. We saw in that first-round series how effective Draymond was as a starter. Coming off the bench, he does a little bit of everything. He's exactly the kind of player that you build a defense and a culture around. They will give – they will – to have a little push here, but I do expect him to resign with the Golden State Warriors. The only question is, what is that number? Right. All right. Let's go from Oakland to Sactown, the Bay Area, and back down. Because uh, you mentioned Sacramento. They lit the beam a whole <laughs> oh, lot last year. Bobby Marks, what exactly can they do here? Yeah, they are the wild card team, as we've said, all along in, in the offseason here. Certainly when they made the trade of Rashawn Holmes. Right now, they are projected at $32 million. However, that would cost them to renounce Harrison Barnes in free agency. Multiple options they can do. They can bump the Demonis Sabonis contract up to around $30 million. That would leave them right around 22. Or what happens if things do go a little bit haywire in Golden State? Certainly keep an eye on Draymond Green, but that's only if things do not work in Golden State. After that, you're looking at certainly Jeremy Grant, potentially. You could also bring back Harrison Barnes, maybe an offer sheet for P.J. Washington. But Sacramento's got room. They've got flexibility of a lot of different options in free agency. Bam! Bobby Marks, thank you so very much. Coming up on NBA Today, <laughs> NBA champion, free agent Brooke Lopez. He joins the show. We're going to talk about his future, his love for Disney, his new community assist award, and so much more. NBA Today will be back with Brooke right after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I'm Malika Andrews, and with NBA free agency quickly approaching, we will have not one. Not two, but three free agency specials. It's a lot to digest. Here are experts and analysts on where the league's biggest stars may be headed this summer. Everybody's in play. My dentist texted me saying, where is he going to go? I don't know if he want to go to those other destinations. Tune into NBA Today, June 30th from 3 to 6 and 7 to 9 Eastern. And then on July 1st from 2 to 4 Eastern, all three shows on ESPN. Welcome back to NBA Today. Zion Williamson, he entered the NBA as one of the most anticipated prospects in NBA history. And there's certainly been some moments, right, where he's shown why the Pelicans took him with the number one pick. But his career, it's also been littered with uncertainty, and that's because of injury. Our Andrew Lopez explains the dilemma here for the Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson. Never been a player like generational talent that we can't the struggle to stay on the court. Questions are only getting louder, louder, louder. Zion Williamson's tenure in New Orleans started off with a bang. In his very first summer league game, his first time putting on a Pelicans uniform, Zion showed why the line to get in the building was wrapped around the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. But the wonderful start was short-lived. Zion only played nine minutes that night, and he missed the rest of the game and the rest of Summer League because of a bruised left knee. Looking back, it was the perfect encapsulation of Williamson's New Orleans tenure. Promise that led to disappointment because of injuries. How can you build your team with the uncertainty of when is this guy going to play? In four seasons with New Orleans, Williamson has played in 114 of a possible 308 regular season games. The Pelicans have played in three play-in tournament games and won six-game first-round series in 2022. He has missed all of those as well. Williamson's rookie season was filled with promise, but didn't start until January 22, 2020 because of a meniscus injury. After a slow start, Williamson's debut blew the roof off the Smoothie King Center. Here he is again. Got it again! Welcome to the NBA! The rookie campaign lasted just 24 games, though, shortened also by the pandemic. His sophomore year was the most complete. He played 61 of a possible 72 games and made his first All-Star appearance. His year ended prematurely again, this time because of a broken finger. There was much hype added into the third year, but on media day of that season, the Pelicans dropped a bit of a bombshell. Zion is returning from a foot surgery, suffered at the beginning of the summer. Initially, Zion said he expected to be back for the regular season opener. That didn't happen. It was setback after setback before the entirety of the 2021-22 season was gone without Williamson playing at all. On July 6, 2022, Williamson's 22nd birthday, he officially put pen to paper and signed a five-year designated rookie max extension. When he returned for the 2022-23 campaign, Williamson started out strong. 360 In December, he was hitting his stride and helping New Orleans fight to the top of the Western Conference standings. On January 2nd, injuries reared their ugly head once again. Williamson hurt his right hamstring against the Philadelphia 76ers and was initially only supposed to be out for a couple of weeks. A month later, he re-injured the hamstring again 
and never suited back up. When Williamson plays, he plays like a generational talent. The problem for New Orleans is that he doesn't play enough. And as the two forge ahead, the biggest question left is, can he stay healthy enough to contribute? Man, I mean, just watching that video, Zion is so much fun. This is what leaves Pelican yeah. fans with, with hope, right, it, about the future, is when they see him on the court, he's incredible. Yeah. And take a look at this video. It was posted yesterday. It's Zion Williamson. He's visiting an elementary school. He's throwing down a 360 dunk. It's similar to the one we saw earlier yeah. this season against the Suns. What are your thoughts here, Perk? <laughs> I don't care. I'm happy for the kids, but... I don't give a damn about what Zion do in the offseason for showing off his dunks or showing off his dunks in the warm-ups in a pregame or whatever the case may be. I want to see Zion on the floor when it matters yeah. the most. And that's in the regular season and the postseason for an extended period of time. What he doing other than that, I love the charity work. That's great. I would never downplay or talk down on that type of thing, but I'm not impressed by that. I want to see Zion on the floor. I, I think we all know how good Zion Williamson is, but he's so good to be out on the court. He needs to get himself in the type of shape and in the type of condition so he can stay on the court and not continue to suffer these injuries. And, yep. you know, to me, it's just that that is an evolution that a lot of players have had to make, especially at the young age. Right. You look at someone like Joel Embiid really couldn't Correct. stay on the court for the first couple of years. And now he's an MVP. And I, I just hope that's the case for Zion yep. Williamson, because watching Andrew Lopez's essay. Oh. Oh, man, it's like, get this guy back because he is awesome mm -hmm. when he plays. You know who else is awesome? Brooke Lopez. He is standing by, about to join us here on NBA Today. <laughs> Should we say our favorite Lopez brother? No, nah, Robin, oh, don't, we're, don't we're not going to do that for you. Like that on the other side of the break, Robin Lopez? No, Brooke Lopez. He's he doing the right show. <laughs> Welcome back to NBA Today. Lopez's transformation at the defensive end of the floor has been absolutely stunning. We on a Lopez, what an acrobatic play. A step back, contested jumper, high, arcing shot, he hits it. Gets close and dunks it through. Is it a stretch to say that Brooke Lopez is the most improved defensive player in the history of this game? <laughs> it is not. An award tour NBA champion with the Milwaukee Bucks, Brooke Lopez. He joins us now. Brooke, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Of course. Well, you're coming fresh off winning the Bob Lanier Community Assist Award for the work that you have done in Milwaukee public schools. Why was this public education the area that you wanted to focus in on? You know, um, it's just because I've benefited so much from it. Um, you know, my my mother and her mother and father uh, uh, really instilled a great love of reading in me and myself and my uh, and my brothers, and we just wanted to share that. You know, it's helped us so much, benefited us so much, and we just love reading. Had so much fun reading. We we wanted to help share and spread that love. Well, usually, you join the show from your library, so we appreciate you showing off the blue chair today. And congratulations again uh, on your work on that award. But Brooke, you are also one of the most coveted free agents as we enter 2023 free agency. Where do you want to play next season? And you know, actually, I was 
thinking Montreal, but they don't even have a baseball team anymore, <laughs> so that, that might not work. Um, I, and my my choice really would be Seattle, honestly. Mm. And my fear, though, they unfortunately won away. Obviously, the Supersonics won away the year I was drafted. And so I feel like I might not get that chance because when I'm done, I feel like that year they'll come back. Oh. And then that'll be the Lopez era of NBA, mm. which was terrible because the Sonics never existed and I'll miss out on <laughs> Well, maybe your brother will stay just for one extra year to make sure that he gets to live out your dream there. But, but Brooke, in all seriousness, what are you weighing as you enter this free agency? You know, um, obviously, I, I love to win, so that's yeah. important to me. You know, um, you know, I, ju I just want to be somewhere where I can win games, help teams win games, help players grow, help teams and be a great teammate. That's what I'm all about. And I love playing basketball. You know, I feel like I have a lot left to give. Uh, I'm not anywhere near my end. So mm. I, I just want to help players get better, help teams win. Chris Middleton, also a free agent here for the Milwaukee Bucks. Can you just describe the importance of him to this group, to this team? Man, uh, I, I don't think there's a way to, to really say how much he means to the team. I mean, he just he just brings so much every time he, he steps on the floor. He, he's such a high character guy, great teammate. And, and, you know, that's what's special about the Bucks teams I've been on. Uh, all those guys are just the best players, you know, in the world and the best people uh, as well. And so it's it's just the perfect fit. And Chris perfectly exemplifies that, exemplifies mm. that. And he's just the ultimate teammate, player, competitor, and winner. If I remember correctly, Brooke, when Giannis was approaching his contract decision in 2020, the team, I think it was spearheaded by Pat Connaughton, they gave him a little gift. They gave him a pen, just like a little nudge, just pushing him towards, mm -hmm. you know, if you might need this to sign any important paperwork coming up. Have you gotten your gift yet? Has the teammates come up with anything? No, no, I haven't gotten any gifts yet. And actually, I, I don't really have any pens or anything like that. So that would be really nice. Oh. Um, uh, but, but maybe, I don't know, maybe... Um, I wouldn't request anything like a pen or anything like that, but a nice, uh, you know, VIP tour guide day at the parks or something like mm. that. You know, I'm sure they could, they could put a little fun together for that oh. and, and figure it out. Okay, Milwaukee, listen up. Brooke is laying it all out for you right here on NBA Today. You brought up Disney. You brought up the theme parks. It's well documented. I actually read that one time you rode Splash Mountain 18 times straight. Is that right? So if you were to compare yeah. your career, you said it's nowhere near done to any ride at Disney. Mm -hmm. Which one would it be? Oh, man. Um, Splash Mountain is a good choice, obviously. Unfortunately, it's closed now, it's down. I'm still going. I'm here to help carry on its name and its legacy. Um, but but that does. Splash Mountain has a lot of, had a lot of great thrills, mm. you know, uh, some up and downs. The downs were great, though. They weren't necessarily negative. So I'm just, I'm going to stick with Splash Mountain. I think that fits perfectly on court. I love it. All right, let's have some fun here. I'm going to give you an NBA player, and you please tell me who the Disney character that closest resembles them and their personality is. Are you ready? Yes, I am. We're starting with Giannis Attentacumpo. Oh, Giannis, man. There's a lot of good options there. Um, I'd probably go with Baloo, honestly. Okay, because? Baloo, he's got your back all the time. You know, he's out there for his boys. 
you see in that final fight when he's out there with Shere Khan, you know, Tim and Mowgli, you know, he's going toe to toe with the guy. He's, mm. he's a tough guy, you know, but he's also, he's really fun at parties. He says that. He's, <laughs> he's really fun too. And I see totally, can see Yaz is blue. Well, how about this? Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. You know what? When, when we actually talked about this in the season, you know, I was trying to trying to name all the different teammates, and and I was thinking about Bobby, and Bobby and I came up with it together. He's Frozone. Oh, Frozone. I love it. Straight from him. Yes. A little bit of swagger, cool comes whenever you yeah. need it. He mm-hmm. is there. What about your twin brother, Robin? Ooh, that's that's easy. Scar. Scar. <laughs> Evil brother, Scar. He's absolutely pushing you off of of cliffs. It hasn't happened yet, but I don't have any children yet, so you know there's <laughs> got to be someone who eventually um, avenges that. So it hasn't happened yet. You know, I, I think I do need a a son first, and then mm. I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happened. If he just tries to take over the Lopez Empire, well, be prepared, and we'll see how that goes. Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending some time with us here on MBA Today. And congratulations once again on the Community Assist Award. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We'll be seeing you soon. MBA Today will be back in just 60 seconds. NBA Today is brought to you by Freeform's hit show, Gronish. Watch the new and final season tonight at 10, 9 central. Next day on Hulu. Huge free agency weekend, huge weekend for the W. Saturday on ABC, Asia Wilson, the Aces, host the Sun at 3 o'clock Eastern. Coverage tips with WNBA Countdown at 2.30 Eastern. And then we got four games on Sunday, including our featured matchup, the Mystics in Dallas taking on the Wings. Coverage begins at 3 o'clock Eastern. So eight NBA drafts have taken place on this date in NBA history, produced a number of exciting players, the best of which we have deemed in a new top of the top. So let's take a look. Who was drafted on this date? Oh, it was Kevin Garnett. The big ticket. KG, <laughs> drafted fifth overall, 1995. What, 15-time All-Star champion? Farragut Academy. Perk, what else is there to say? MVP? Everything. MVP, defensive player of the year, all-star, MVP, you name it. One of the best power forwards to ever play the damn guest of basketball. My brother. Oh, and then there's Jamal Crawford, eighth overall in 2008. Three-time sixth man of the year. (laughs) Also starred in a commercial with Michael Jordan. People don't remember that. Oldest player with a 50-point game. I don't feel like... I think he can still do that. I mean, still think he could play. Some of the best handles the yes. league has ever seen right here. And then the newest member of the Golden State Warriors, Chris Paul, went fourth overall in 2005, won Rookie of the Year, four-time mm. All-NBA first-team selection, 12-time All-Star of a perk. He told us the other day on NBA Today, the only thing evading him, a championship, and that's what he's hoping to get in Golden State. I'm getting dizzy watching yeah, those highlights. but one of the that best PGs to ever touch the floor. And then there is Kevin Durant, second overall in 2007, oh. MVP. Your former teammate, Perk. 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the best scores, if not the best score to ever touch the basketball. And right now, Portland is still regretting that to this day. Can we see that Supersonics jersey again? Well, just Brooks watching just for that. <laughs> then we got Anthony Davis. He went number one overall in 2012. He's made All-NBA first team, what, four times? Led the league in blocks in three different seasons. Mm. An eight-time All-Star. The hype for him, I think people forget oh. just how high that was coming into the league. And, of course, culminating in that championship uh, in 2020, Perk. Another one of my teammates. That's three of my teammates that I shared the floor you know with. What? AD, it KD, must be and you. KG. It yeah, must really be must you. Be you. Uh, before we go, <laughs> our Adrian Wojnarowski, he just reported that the Chicago Bulls center, Nikola Vucevic, is finalizing a three-year, $60 million contract extension. Ramona, your thoughts? Well, you know, you do an extension like that because you know what the market is outside, and I okay. think that's a, a good signing for the Bulls to, to lock him up, but that's a team-friendly contract, mm -hmm. not, not all that long-term. Mm. Perk, when's your flight out here? Oh, tomorrow morning. Oh, tomorrow okay. morning, so 6 o'clock sharp. We're going to be seeing yeah. Perk in studio as we continue to count down two free agents. Just warn me when you're going to be doing a BAM and stuff. Yeah. Warn me. I <laughs> my people, my people at Bush in the Continental, I'm on my way. <laughs> That's okay, going to do it for 9 a.m. on <laughs> FBA Today. NFL Live is coming up next. We will see you right here tomorrow.